Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kubuntu Podcast, brought to you with the help of Big Blue Button, Linode, Bike Mark, and of course the awesome Kubuntu community. I'm Rick Timmis, and joining me are my usual co-hosts Ovidiu and Aaron. Ovi, hello mate, how are you? Hello Rick, hello Aaron. I am sick. Uh, I've got a very lovely present for New Year's, and me and my entire family, and we are all sick right now. Uh, if I get out of the house, anybody who talks to me will get it. Oh no, that so doesn't sound very good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I got the flu, basically, and right now I'm almost, I almost got rid of it, but I'm slightly going better. But I still can't go to work, because if I talk to anybody there, everybody will get it. So I shouldn't. Well, I Dr. hope you don't Sawyer. give it to me. I hope you don't give it to us on the podcast here, because I won't be happy. Well, we're not in Warehouse 13 here, so we can transfer biological viruses through the internet, but maybe sometime in the future. <laughs> well, maybe we'll ask the developers to work on that. <laughs> okay. You want. Cool, cool. Hey, and Aaron, uh, you got your hat on the man. Good stuff. You got to get. You got to get a good stuff for that. How are you, mate? How's it going? I, I had a sickness before the holidays, and it's mm. like kind of lingering around still with me, to be honest. So that was my present. That was a terrible, terrible present. I'm oh, boy. I'm doing better though now. Everybody. Oh, good. Sick. Good. I'm pleased. Good, good stuff. Okay. All right. Well, good let's stuff. take a quick rundown anyway. That can give you uh, guys a little bit of an intro as to what we've got coming in the show today. All right. So we've got uh, Kubuntu and KDE News. We've got some user feedback, news from the Kubuntu core team. Uh, we've got gaming, gaming news and uh, podcast listener feedback. And uh, we're going to get you plugged in to the Kubuntu matrix. Good stuff. All right, let's find Start. out what we've been, who's been doing what. So, exactly. Aaron, Aaron, what have you been up to since uh, since we saw you last? I've gotten a new gadget called the uh, Amazon Echo Dot. Ooh. If you okay. remember, like talking to things, and you can ask it to do things like play Pandora, Spotify, uh, set alarms, look up stuff, ask it jokes. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. And it ties into if you've heard of a F if T T T if then that If this then that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like okay. right now I have it set that I can ask it to trigger the find my phone and it'll call my phone. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like finding more stuff to do with it. I got my mom well my roommate got one from my mom for Christmas, so I'm gonna set her up with that. Okay. This is a that cheaper sounds pretty one. Cool. The, the Echo full one is like a bigger one that has speakers and everything. It sounds much nicer. So I just hooked this one up to a speaker system when I want to use it to play music and stuff. So it's awesome sounding. Does it have the same functionality as the bigger one? Just that yeah, it's not got speakers in it. One, this one has a speaker in it, just very crappy and like very low. But it has an audio jack, so you can just plug in whatever you want. And then you can use Bluetooth to connect anything like Bluetooth soundbars, something like that, too. Mm, okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So Clive Joe uh, wants to know, can we hack it? 
um, and turn it into a Kubuntu dot. <laughs> Is anything open source about it? Probably not. Oh, right in the fields. Oh. Yeah, not good, is it? Oh, yeah, I got it. Clive J says, Kubuntu dot exclamation mark. Exclamation Two exclamation mark. marks. Two. Oh, yeah. Two, good two stuff, Clive J. There my, it is. I propped up for that one. <laughs> Cosa, Cosa buenas, Clive Joe. <laughs> Uh, right. Clive Joe. <laughs> there you see, we're multilingual. I, I ate LN. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Rick, what have you been doing? So, um, well, um, I was just going to, uh, so I've been working quite a lot over the Christmas period trying to get um, K-Develops X debug plugin working and ported to KF, K, KDE Frameworks 5. XD so I am... Um, PHP, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, obviously you, you and me over here are both fans of KDevelop. And um, so I, I wanted to... I installed all the latest KDevelop stuff from the PPAs and I wanted to work on some PHP uh, projects that I'd been working on. So I wanted to get that set up. And I use K, uh, KDevelop most of the time, almost all the time for a lot of my development work including php but at this particular junction i needed a debugger to help me um and so i thought ah oh, i know there is one for uh, kdevelop but of course i couldn't get it to work with kdevelop 5 so then i ended up dropping my project and going off on a mission trying to recompile um k kdevelop x debug plugin for kf5 ended up speaking to kevin funk who is one of the developers at kdevelop Who's pointing me, point me in the right direction and said, these are the docs, Rick. You need to look at these notes, do a git diff to see what we did. Happy porting. Let me know when it's done. <laughs> uh, and I believe you also, you're also compiling KDevelop, right? Uh, so, well, I was using the PPAs, actually. Um, I was using the, the PPAs off launch. In fact, your PPAs off Launchpad um, no, to no, install no, it. People, okay, okay. Please stop. Stop calling them mine. They're not mine. I just created those PPAs so the Kubuntu team can update that. They're not mine. I'm not maintaining them. I'm just complaining to Clive <laughs> Joe whenever something's outdated or it doesn't work. Well, that's not what the developers are saying, Ovi. They're saying it was your idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was my idea because I use KDevelop and I need the latest KDevelop in Kubuntu and uh, the app image is not as seamless as I would as I would love it to be. Ah, well, they're saying it's yours and you should fix it. <laughs> Come on, but Clive, don't worry. St stop it. I'll, I'll, I'll do my level best to help you do it. I'll do my level best to help you by porting XDebug, the KDevelop XDebug plugin. So, uh, if you need to compile KDevelop, uh, remember there's an article from Kevin Funk that shows you how to set up your environment. Uh, yeah, I got that. I did see that. Uh, it really works. I, I use that every time. Okay. Uh, regarding setting up environments, if you're done, Rick, I would like to say something. If not, continue. Yeah, no, I'm done. So, uh, watch this space. Of course, I've got di di <laughs> diverged onto working on that. Once I've got that done, I will go back to doing the um, the the, uh, the packages user guide and get back to doing the dojo stuff. But awesome. yeah, you know. 
Awesome. Anyway, Henry, so, over to you. Yeah, regarding the environment for compiling KDE stuff, uh, on this holiday leave that I've had uh, between Christmas and New Year's, I've mm -hmm. tried for two or three days to compile Kmail for two or three days. I could not get my environment set up properly. And there's no Kevin Funk in Kmail to write a blog post of how to set up your environment. So after I've tried on my own knowledge for about two or three days, and I got very, very frustrated about it because uh, some packages were missing in Kubuntu, and then I tried compiling it on Neon, missing uh, technical details. It actually exists, but it's the latest version that Kmail needs. It has some issues compiling on Launchpad. So I, then I tried on a virtual machine to compile on Neon, and I've had Qt problems over there, uh, different versions of Qt. I've had some issues. I sent an email eventually to the KDE PIM developers list and I've talked with some of them about how to, I can set up my environment. Uh, they have gave me some tips, but I was already very frustrated with this, so I just postponed it till whenever. Uh, why I wanted to compile it? I wanted to add a new functionality for it. I Two or three years ago, I added a, a feature request for this and I've recently tried Kmail again, and that feature missing really bugs me every time. So I tried to implement it, but since I couldn't compile it, I couldn't write any code. So after that, I just went back to my current task, which probably I've talked about last time. I'm working with the Pootle, P-O-O-T-L-E, mm -hmm. Uh, with the Poodle developers to create an official Docker image for Poodle so that people can deploy a Poodle server whenever they want uh, and test it and run it and even I'm, I'm actually working on a production image right now and this Poodle server uh, what is Poodle people might not know about it Poodle is an open source project and this will be my app pick uh, it's an open source project that helps uh, people translate and collaborate. It's a web application. Uh, why I'm doing this right now? Not just to help the project, but also because I want to set up a server for uh, Kubuntu and KD for helping the translation process. Okay. And besides that, uh, last thing that I want to say, that what I've done lately is I bought some new tools for, and my woodworking shop is almost usable. They just, just need a saw. Yeah, yeah, it's just missing a saw. <laughs> right. I will go this weekend and I will clear out my room this weekend and find this saw and send it to you. It's in a bag um, which has got buried somewhere. And uh, I will sort that out for you, I promise, and uh, get that over to you because it's a very okay. good saw as well for what you wanted to do. We'll um we'll get some more uh, information on Poodle from you uh, when we uh, when, when we get, we get the, the app in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. We'll do that. Good. So it sounds like everybody's been busy doing lots of Christmas hacking, and uh, and having lots of fun. So uh, so that's pretty good. over to one of our sponsor seg segments as I always like to um, so as you know um, those of you who've been following the show we are using the big blue button and uh, this basically is what we use for the Kubuntu podcast and the Kubuntu parties and um, basically it provides video and audio presentation and screen sharing along with whiteboard 
tools for uh, groups to collaborate and it's especially designed really as a teaching tool um, for being able to use virtual classrooms and on new online classrooms etc um, so we've been using it for a while we use it to record the show and set everything up and also the Kubuntu community we use this quite regularly now for meetings and hanging out together and discussing stuff uh, just want to say really thanks to Fred Dixon and the team at Big Blue Button go and check out their project at bigbluebutton.org and uh, let Fred know that uh, you heard about it from us. We'd appreciate that greatly because they <coughs> provide us with this service and host us for it. Big up to the big blue button guys. All right, guys. So um, let's get into the Kubuntu news and um, let's see what we've got. Who wants to kick off with item number one? I'll start talking about that. So, okay. uh, there has uh, we as in the Kubuntu team uh, well someone from our team if I'm not mistaken that was uh, Rick the other Rick not Rick Timmis the other Rick uh, oh okay yeah yeah if I'm, I hope I hope I'm not mister mistaking the person he came to the, the developers and said that he noticed that uh, Linux Mint is using the Kubuntu backports in order to provide the latest uh, the latest KDE software. I'm not sure if that's an official uh, release or an official way of providing them or just people, just something that people started using. Uh, I'm not sure if Linux Mint promotes this or not, but Linux Mint users use Kubuntu backports for having the latest KDE software. And as far as I know, everything is compatible and everything works. So uh, Rick came to us and to us, to the developers, and said uh, maybe we should ask them for some help and with testing or somewhat. And he went over, and everybody agreed. He went over to the Linux Mint community and asked if they want to help test uh, Kubuntu backports. And of course, they agreed. And since then, they have been helping us test uh, the Kubuntu backports in various pro uh, stages. And since then, we have been kind of working together on making backport, making sure backports is ready for being shipped to everybody. Uh, okay. Yeah, Rick just uh, commented that Mint uses backports for their official Linux Mint KDE release. Repo is enabled on their ISO by default. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, and since then, there has been a lot of clickbaits, clickbait articles uh, saying wrong and untrue things about uh, Linux Mint and how they use and why they use the backports and why they join us. Uh, this is the official and true message. Uh, we reach out, we reached out to Linux Mint to ask them to help us test the backports, and they agreed, and they are helping us test backports. That's it. That's all of it. Got it. Okay, so well, I think that's a really good somewhere move. Something else that's not true. Okay, so well, okay. I, I think that's a really that's a really good move. That's a win-win on both parts there, because obviously um, we're always looking for more testers uh, to test out stuff, the things that we're doing in uh, Kubuntu, uh, because obviously that's how we've developed and built a reputation for having such a robust and reliable distro. Um, 
is because obviously of the number of people that are out there downloading it, testing it and using it and feeding back to our development team um, issues that they find. And that's especially true when you go through major uh, version upgrades like we've been going through over the last 18 months with uh, the, obviously the move to Plasma and uh, KDE Frameworks 5. And um, it makes absolute sense to uh, to work together. And of course, uh, Linux Mint has got you know tremendous traction in the market space. It certainly sits in the top five on DistroWatch all the time. Um, so it's got a you know a really good user base, and uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of users out there that uh, that will use KDE as a desktop choice on Linux Mint. And if that generates feedback and testing for us, uh, then that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? That's that's yeah. how communities should work together. Yeah course okay uh, the next item in the news is about a KDE community announcement who knows who added this I didn't who added this ah yeah I think this was me okay so shall I talk about this a little bit sure um, all right so what I was hoping to achieve here was that this came this was an announcement made announced by KDE KDE community on G plus um, and it did say this is going to be probably clickbait for 2017. But all it was was a picture of the, the back of a laptop, so the lid of an open laptop. And on there was an image. It's, it looked like 101, except that the zero had a KDE cog in front of it as an emblem on the back of the laptop. And there was a, there was an image of Conky pointing at the laptop, and that's all it said. It didn't say anything else, just that image. Um, but of course, it started trending on G Plus pretty quickly, and loads of people started asking comments and saying, "Oh wow, are you making hardware? When's it going to be released? Um, are we going to have KDE laptops?" Um, and so on and so forth. So I thought we've got to talk about this, especially given that we had. Uh, um, uh, oh, oh gosh what's his name the guy from system 76 it escapes me who came on ryan. last time ryan, ryan thank you i was i was going to say aaron and um and of course it's not um aaron's the guy with the monkey hat uh, so um yeah so i don't do you guys know anything about this have you heard anything in the uh any in the rumor mill at kde about KDE being installed on some hardware? What do we know? I don't know anything about this. I haven't actually seen this until I've seen the notes, this link in the notes. So I don't know what this is about, but I can see the first comment on this says is from, uh, I don't know if I should mention his name, uh, but he says that he knows that logo and he'll keep it a secret. Oh. Yes. Okay. So, um, well, so I've done. I've been doing some digging around, and I don't think that there's a, there's a relationship between what I found. But I found a company who shall remain nameless for the time being that ship uh, an Ubuntu laptop. Inst OEM installed Ubuntu laptop with Kubuntu with KDE. In, no, not KDE. Let me get it right. With the Kubuntu flavor as uh, an OEM distro. So basically, you can buy the laptop with Kubuntu installed 
out the box when you get it. Um, I don't think that that's the company that's doing this deal with KDE Community. I think it's another one because this company is a little bit fringe. But I want to keep it a little bit secret because I'm doing one of my background negotiations to see whether I can uh, make the right contacts to talk to the right people to see if I can get them to come on here and talk to us a bit more about what they're doing. So leave that with me and watch this space. But um, I don't know any more than that. Uh, I have just one question regarding that company. Yeah. Uh, how do they compare in hardware specs with System76? Um, well, the specification of the machine I was looking at was probably not not as... Um, well, the, in fact, no, it's probably not is the wrong word to say, because I'm not, I would be comparing apples with oranges. So this particular company is, is supplying an ultrabook style laptop. So very lightweight. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, that, that kind of model, um, which didn't really directly compare to anything that system 76 kind of were doing. Um, but uh, so, and they're they're a, they're a significantly smaller company than System Seventy Six, um, but it does show you that there's traction in the market, and there's obviously a desire in the market for hardware installed with, uh, you know, with uh, Kubuntu, you know, from the manufacturer. Okay, so we'll see more about this in. I don't know. Just keep watching the social media, and you'll see what you'll find. And we'll do the same. And if it's something worth mentioning, we'll mention it on the next show, or yeah. on the next show after some news come out. Yeah. So if you, if uh, you know if you're watching this and you find something about it or see something about it, uh, especially on Google Plus, then just plus us in Kubuntu Podcast. Send us a link and make sure we're aware of it. And uh, we'll chase down the narrative. But um, it's certainly something I know we and certainly I know all of the development team would love to see. Uh, we'd love to work in partnership alongside uh, an OEM manufacturer, um, you know, providing uh, Kubuntu as an installation option uh, with with that hardware. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Good stuff. We have one more piece of news, which is okay. somewhere between uh, developer news and Kubuntu news, which... If, as far as I know, we haven't blogged about it, and that's our fault. And I kind of feel guilty about this because I knew about it and I could have done something about it. But yeah, we haven't blogged about it. So what we have now uh, in the Kubuntu Backboards PPA, we have KD Frameworks 5.28, KD Applications 16.04.3, and KDE Plasma 5.8.5. Uh, and actually, just until earlier today, we had 5.8.4 and probably some older version of the other ones. Uh, but actually, right a few hours before the show, the developers released in uh, pushed into backports Plasma 5.8.5. So it's brand new. I haven't actually updated yet because I didn't I, I wanted to make sure that the update goes smoothly and i can still go normal with no problems on the show so that's why i didn't update yet so i can't give any feedback on 585 just on 584. okay good stuff good stuff that sounds great
Okay. Well, let's move into the next section then, um, which is elevator pitches. <coughs> so uh, we've uh, hopefully each got an app that we want to talk about or something we want to talk about. And uh, you are on the top of the list this time, Ovi. So uh, what have you got for us? Oh, yeah, lucky me. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Poodle. So I'll just open their website here so I don't get lost. Poodle is an online tool that makes the process of translating much simpler. I'm quoting from their website right now. Uh, it allows crowdsourced translations, easy volunteer contribution, and gives statistics about the ongoing work. So uh, the current KDE translation process is that people use SVN to download, or, or the web, uh, web SVN, to download some PO files translate them using a desktop application, and then committing them to SVN or sending them to their local translator team for approval, and then they uh, commit it to SVN. And from, them on, from there on, uh, some magic scripts happen, and a couple of magic people, some translator wizards, do something and get those files into actual applications. I don't know that part of the process. I just know the translator part of translation part of the process. Uh, so basically anybody who wants to contribute right now uh, needs to download the files, translate them locally uh, with any translation memory he has for himself or herself, and then they must upload it or send it by email or by some other means to some someone who has commit access, which is in my opinion at least, uh, very troublesome for anybody. You have to learn SVN, you have to figure out which file you need to download if you want to translate for a specific project. Uh, you have to uh, be in contact in constant communication with every translator member to make sure that you're not both working on the same file because you're working offline. Uh, and some other issues. With a web app, web uh, application, you would be able to translate live together with anybody. Uh, any new volunteer that wants to fix a translation can just log in, uh, create an account and log in, or just submit a suggestion as anonymous. And uh, someone can review those suggestions or the translations by people who don't who need to be moderated. Those are new newcomers. Someone can review all those translations and accept them, and then those translations will get committed into the actual source tree. Uh, with Poodle, this can be achieved, but it's I'm still working on this, on having an official Docker image so that it's easier to test. And I'm also working with them on uh, uh, reintegrating uh, version control support in Poodle because they had to remove it a couple of versions ago for some upgrades. So they had to rewrite part of the code for that. So they they had to remove it. Uh, but it's uh, in the backlog right now to be added back. And after all that, it's happening. They're going to help me uh, create a setup in where uh, Poodle can work in parallel with the current KDE infrastructure. And anybody who wants to translate from Poodle can do that. Can translate from Poodle. Anybody who wants to translate with the current system, they can still use the current system. So 
that's what I've been trying to do for quite some time now. I've initiated this project and uh, this movement actually, and uh, and talked with all the translator teams uh, two years ago at Academy, and uh, I couldn't do much work. I've started doing some server testing, but. Uh, some issues stopped me from getting any palpable results and right now i'm working with the poodle team and trying to get as much results as i can uh, right now i have a standing pull request for the docker image which i'm still working on but i'll add it in in here anyway so this is my this is the link to how do i remove this yeah uh, I've added the link to my pull request. It's still under work. I'm still adding stuff. I'm still testing, understand, learning, and understanding how uh, Poodle is supposed to work in an environment with all the other services it needs. So I'm still working on it. That's what I actually showed you guys before we started the show. Uh, I'm I've just tested a few commands to see how they behave, and then I'll add them to the Docker image. So basically, this is what I've been working on and also some things about Poodle. Uh, if you want to see a demo, there are lots of demos online. Uh, Mozilla Firefox, Mo yeah, Mozilla uses Poodle for translation. Uh, uh, that's one big example, but there are many, many projects that use Poodle for translating their software. So it's a big project. It's of course it's open source. I, I don't think I would have mentioned it otherwise. Uh, there's somewhere a, a list of uh, of projects that use Poodle, but I don't remember where it is, so I can't provide you that link. Okay. Uh, so so far I'm done. I, I won't show you pictures or anything. I just told you about it. So yeah, I think we can move on. Aaron, do you want to? Talk you have about quite the Docker fascination, huh? Uh, yeah, actually, we have a small community here in the west of Romania, where I'm one of the mentors and sometimes co-organizer of uh, Docker events. So whenever there's a Docker event here in the west of Romania, I'm most likely involved in it. I actually even have a couple. Two, yeah, two T-shirts with Docker. So I'm I'm quite fascinated by this technology, and I promote it everywhere I can. Uh, it, it's amazing. Maybe 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 I'll do for Kubuntu podcast a small tutorial about it, uh, and make a video about it, and just post it on the Kubuntu podcast channel. I'm, I don't know. It's just an idea. Maybe if people request. Uh, I'd like to see that people actually want this. So, if you would like to me to do a tutorial about Docker and for on the Kubuntu podcast, uh, please give us a fe some feedback. And if we have some requests, then I'll make a tutorial about it and post it on our channel. I'll post it individually, not during the show, so that it's you can just access it directly. Well, <clears throat> well, I sincerely hope that uh, that people do give some feedback on that. Uh, and I hope that they encourage you to do that. I can think of one use case immediately, Ovi, off the top of my head, which would be really, could be really useful. And that would be, it would be great if there was, a, if we had a Docker image for the dojos. So 
obviously I, I I'm still working on the docs, but um, but we could I could bring the dojos back at any time. And when I was talking about that, in fact, Clive Joe said we need to we need to get the dojos going again. Um, but if there was a Docker image for that and a tutorial and a video that showed you how to use it, and that Docker image was had the environment set up in it, um, that would be really quite cool i think and very I've, useful i've started working on that twice but i was never clear and enough on what the environment is supposed to be and what i need to have set up so i have on my github right now at least two images for this but they're very basic very incomplete because i i didn't know okay i'm, I'm doing this but uh, okay, what I'm gonna put? What am I gonna put in it? How am I gonna configure it? What do we need? I don't know. And people, when I was available to work on it, people weren't available to explain it to me. And since we don't have uh, good docs for it, I cannot build it. Yeah. Okay. No, I understand. <clears throat> so you so said you're working on the docs uh, while you're working, or uh, after you're done with them. Ping me, send me some messages, and I can update those images. There's even on Docker yeah. Hub an image that I've started working for this. I'll, um, I'll check out your stuff on GitHub then. Um, also, once I get back to working on the docs, I'll go and have a look at the stuff that you've got on GitHub um, and see what you've okay. got. Um, perhaps when I've finished those docs, that may well give you the, 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 the lead-in because that documentation tells a newcomer exactly what to get set up to uh to begin working to get started so all right uh, nice one one more thing i'd like to add yes uh, do you know review board uh yes um this is do you mean kde review board yeah the the, the review board that uh, kde uses yeah okay this is where um, where you basically review people's git commits and decide whether to ship it and not so on and so forth yeah Okay, uh, right now I've made a Docker image for review board so that people can use it. And right now I am on the third most downloaded image. And the second one is only three downloads more than me. Oh, cool. The well, why don't you post a link uh, in the show notes so we'll get some more people to download your image so that your uh, numbers go up. If I'll get more feedback on it, then I'll uh, start, I'll work more on it. Uh, the main problem I have right now with the image is it uses Apache instead of using Nginx. And if I just switch to Nginx, it will be quite a bit faster. And support only for MySQL right now, uh, not for something else, not for Postgres or SQLite. So okay. it's something. If, yeah. if people are interested and will talk, uh, ask for more about it, then I'll do more work on it. Otherwise, if there's no interest on it, there's no point for me to dedicate time in it. Well, I think we should. Um, I think we should do. An, uh, we should. We should do, take some time to do an in focus section, perhaps looking at one of these things or looking at some Docker stuff. I'm sure that people in our community would be really interested in finding out more about Docker and what you can do with it and and how you're using it. So maybe you could set that up. Perhaps we could do that for February's show. Um, or what do you think, Ovi? Yeah, sure. I can prepare a script for it, uh, as in right. a script for show script. 
Yeah, okay. All right, good. Well, let's do that. And we'll do that for next time. And maybe if people uh, in the community, if you guys want to want to look at something specific or you've got specific questions about uh, about Docker or about Review Board or about Poodle, then uh, share those with us on social media or drop by IRC. Let us know and we'll make sure that we uh, ask those questions. Or even better yet, come and join us first Wednesday of February. Um, come and join us for the show. Hang out in the big blue button and you can ask the questions live and we'll, we'll tackle them. That sounds great, Ovi. We'll do that. Awesome. Okay. Right. So, Aaron, uh -oh. what have you got in your pick? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you all serious about me actually having that as my pick? What second you 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 wrote Second Life, didn't you? Yeah, I did because Second Life I realized has a Linux client, Windows a Linux viewer as they call it. What? Well, I used to I used to play Second Life on uh, on Linux. Really? I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, and. Uh, and then I, I did the I did the tutorial training thing where you go in this safe world for a long time until you get used to it. So I did that, and then I thought I'm ready to go into the big second life world. I went into the big second life world. I arrived at some block of flats and got machine gunned down, and uh, <laughs> and that was the end of that. I thought I'm not playing this, <laughs> and it and it upset me. So uh, yeah, so I had a bad experience on Second Life. I'm oh, not going cool. there again. It sounds more like you were playing Grand Theft Auto than Second Life, but okay. I've played I it only know. once. I, I think only once when I was a kid. Uh, and I, I don't know, I just didn't get it. Okay, it's, what do I do no, here? It's, it's still running, and like, you can fly in some of the worlds and stuff. I still like, hear about it about once a year. And the I, amount of clues stuff and customize the people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's it so it's so, pretty decent on my laptop anyway. Isn't that one of the games where you can actually sell stuff for real money? Yeah, for Lind Linden dollars they're called, I think, aren't they? Yeah. So no real was, money involved? You well, you're gonna be buying Linda dollars with real money. You're spending yeah, money for in-game But you cannot earn real money in any way. Yes. No, no, no. No, you can exchange Linden dollars back for real money as okay. well. Oh, gee. Yeah. That's like a bad idea. Yeah, you can. Yeah. So you can put money in. I'm pretty well, I'm sure you're sure you used to be able to put money in and put money out. It, it even took off in the business world for a while. And I think I remember a few years ago now. IBM got interested in in doing some. I think they had a little marketing foray into Second Life, where they set up like a conference, and we're doing a a, a tech conference in Second Life. Um, and, wow! And then I don't know, Facebook took off or something. I don't know. That Zuckerberg fell. I've heard about Second Life like pro uh, games that uh, you can actually have a shop in there and sell uh, character costumes or stuff. And you can actually sell them for real money. I saw a documentary about it, but I, I don't know. I don't remember the so, names. But there's like a place that I had when it, I went in there, and there's like multiple floors of free clothes and stuff. I'm like, and it's all free mostly clothes in game. The amount of like details and stuff in the in the world is crazy. Well, 
so, so you've got the so you've been you've you've been able to get the second life client running recently have you aaron on uh, on linux um yeah i ran it on my laptop uh, a few days ago and i think i've managed to get it run on my desktop the most issue is that it's like a 32-bit so you have to install all the 32-bit libraries and stuff that you it needs that's and what Oh well, my so this laptop I'm working from here is thirty-two is running a thirty-two bit OS, so it would probably be easier for me. Maybe I should go back to Second Life, um, try it again. Especially Clive J. Clive J. Just says, "Yeah, you can you you can exchange Linden dollars." So oh, that's good. I, I followed. Uh, we were talking about Ryan. I followed Ryan's footsteps and, and shouted out at Second Life for having a client, which was which surprised the crap out of me that they, they had a client that worked. Mm. Hey, maybe we could help. Maybe we could do the Kubuntu dojos in Second Life. <laughs> um, that, that, I, I would like to see you open a terminal in there. Ah, oh, no, I've got a better idea. A Kubuntu party in Second Life. Oh, now, yeah. those parties can get kind of crazy in Second Life. Well, that's okay. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty good. I mean, hey, the, we, the, we the, the Kubuntu parties in here can get pretty crazy. Simon cannot be in that party. We shouldn't let Simon in that party anyway. No, no, that would get us in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, I just remembered that I wanted to tell you something else that I should have said at the beginning or in the part when what are you doing? Uh, I've recently discovered and uh, started buying everything, and I'm gonna buy them all. Romanian comic books. Oh yeah, you showed me that. Yeah. So oh, if you cool. watched me my Instagram, they're Romanian comic books based on Romanian folklore, and they have uh, turned them the stories into science fiction stories, uh, and they've made a lot. This is just are one of them. Are you going to read them? Like they're I've still already in plastic. I've already read them all, Jeez. some of them twice. Wow. So uh, this is the story. Uh, let me see if I can translate the title correctly. This is a classic Romanian story, uh, youth without old uh, old age or something like that. Uh, okay. And life without death. That's the full story name. And this story is it's amazing they've actually done a lot of scientific research of how to isolate earth and have earth uh, time move faster than the rest of the universe so that it's compatible with the original story which they would go to some fairy land and uh, they would stay young over there and if they return they would go grow old all of a sudden and die Mm -hmm. So uh, they've covered every aspect of the deal of the every detail of the story in very good. I I'd really love to show you. Let me let me switch to I think number four. Yeah, number four is my favorite, uh, where they have uh, they talk about how uh, particles work, and they talk about uh, CERN, and they talk about the. Uh, 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 the particle accelerator CERN, and but they also show some pictures with the uh, what's that thing called fusion reactor. Ah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, for for example, if I can show you some pages, uh, this is when he he launch he gets injured and he 
gets launched off Earth through through a uh, gun. Oh, wait, how is this called? Uh, magnetic gun or something? Uh, it's I like they have cannon, a Mac cannon. Magnetic cannon or something like that. Yeah. Magnetically accelerated cannon. Yeah, so, something like that. I don't remember here. Look, the ship gets thrown to, through all those coils and propelled out into space through the black hole shield. Is that in English or in Romanian, though? Of course it's in Romanian. Damn. And what comic book can we have without pretty sexy girls? <laughs> Which are kind of the main character, but not the main secondary character. The artwork in comic books always fascinates me. I just I always think it's really great. It just looks fabulous. And what I also love about them, uh, what, what about these, is, look, they have an article at the end, the S from science fiction. And they talk about the science. They had two uh, astrophysicians, physicists, two astrophysicists uh, doing research for with them. One of them works at NASA, if I remember correctly. Uh, and they've done a lot of a lot of research. Uh, here's actually the uh, the gun. It's a schematic. It's actually about the research you do for a TV show or a movie more than a comic book. So yeah, they've done a lot a lot of research, and even in number in number five, they talk about more the about the black hole shield for the Earth. Oh, it's it's amazing. I can't wait to buy the other series because they have. Uh, this is just one of the Romanian stories, and I'm gonna. And this is just six numbers, because the the story is short. But uh, there's a story that's been ongoing for at least two years now. One number each month. It's amazing. I love it. Mm, sounds really good. Sounds really good. And they look. The artwork looks fabulous in them. Okay. And so as soon as my woodworking shop is done. I'll build some uh, support from them, some boxes for them to hold them all in place. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Sounds good. Let's um, move so on. So Clive Joe Clive jo in the chat sends us a couple of links there. If uh, somebody could copy and paste those into the show notes uh, where you can go and get the Firestorm viewer and the Firestorm viewer for Linux as well. Um, so, uh, so maybe check that out if you're uh, looking at uh, looking at uh, having a seeing what's uh, going on in Second Life. I think I'm going to do that. Actually, I'm going to download that and give it a go, um, and uh, and see what it's like these days. It was a, f uh, a quite a few years ago the last time I had to go at that. So we'll see where we are. I um so I uh, I posted uh, a an idea that I had to the Kubuntu mailing list, the developers mailing list a little while ago. Um, and the idea went like this. I, I've been, for quite a while, I've felt that the Kubuntu distribution could really benefit from the kind of introductory screen that we see when you first load Linux Mint. Now, I'm not saying it should be the same as Linux Mint, but basically a central place where you could get access to uh, the community and various other places. And there'd been some people who suggested maybe we should do something inside of an activity or create a special activity for that, like a community activity that gives access to all of that sort of stuff and make it available by default inside of Kubuntu, perhaps with a pointer that shows you how to switch between one activity and another and encourage people to get used to using activities. Um, and this led me to... Hmm? Sorry, Aaron? 
five suggested it earlier, actually. Hmm. So it set me to think. So we're all I started ideas. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think that I think that that working towards something like that, I think, would be a really good idea. Um, and I know that, oh, you know, obviously, like all things in the community, there are different sides to the coin. So there will be there'll be people who've been around in the Kubuntu community for a long time, and that was never really a vision. You know, the the vision for 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 Kubuntu in the early days was the, it would be. An absolutely clean implementation of KDE um, with virtually no changes to nothing done to it at all um, and there are people I think in our community who still hold to that uh, that that value and you know what there are very powerful arguments to suggest that that's the right thing to do um, but I think it's also right that we should as a community discuss and think about other ideas um, and from and I think there is motivation in the Kubuntu community that we want to grow our community and we want to um, improve uh, the uptake of our distribution and make the community bigger and and grow what we're doing and certainly that is a goal of mine one of my aspirations uh, in the Kubuntu community is to get us back up into the top uh, 20 was my first target the top 20 on distro watch and then try to get us uh, further up the ladder as well because I think Kubuntu is an amazing distribution um, and frankly it's not getting enough exposure and I think if people saw more of it and more, more of what it could do I think they would use it because it's absolutely brilliant. So this led me to this idea of thinking about how could we make things really easy for people with different interests to set up a tool chain. So one of the things I like playing with is software development a bit. So for me, uh, having a software development environment would be really good. So I posted to the mailing list and said, how about setting up some almost like installer type um, meta packages that would, so, so for example, you could uh, tick at install time that you wanted to install uh, you know, a software development environment, or you wanted to install a video editing environment, or an artist's environment, or whatever it might be. The kind of thing that um, Red Hat used to do back in the day, early on, when you used to install Red Hat 6 and Red Hat 7, for example, during the install process, you'd say what, uh, what kind of things you wanted to use the distro for, and it would install all of those tools, particularly in workstation mode. Um, and I thought that was really cool, that flexibility. So uh, anyway, I posted that to the mailing list and got some very positive responses as well as some pointers from a few other people. And one of the things that was pointed at was something called Ubuntu Make. Now, I've never come across this before. There's a link to it in the show notes, but it writes itself up as basically a tool for doing exactly this. It's a command line tool. You go into it, you type Ubuntu Make, and then you tell it what you want it to make, a web dev environment, Ubuntu make IDEs, choose Visual Studio, Eclipse, and so on and so forth. And on their wiki page, it talks about all of these cool things you can install, Lightworks and Eclipse and, um, you know, various other, other tools. Um, so on the wiki, it, re it read really, really well. And I thought, fantastic, this looks like the perfect tool for me, for my environment, because I want to install a software development tool chain. Sadly, my experiences was not as good as it was uh, written upon the wiki because when I actually got it installed on my distro, 
um, which was 1604. Um, this was at work, actually. So it was Ubuntu 1604, which I use at work. And, um, and I tried to install something. <clears throat> I could only install Visual Studio. And that was the only option for the IDEs. And Visual the Studio. Limited. That's right. Yeah, Visual Studio and another one called Lightworks, I think, or something like that. Um, are, so, are those Windows applications? Well, of course, Visual Studio's now got a port, hasn't it? For um, you can run it on Linux. There's a well. They say it's why, a port. why would you why would you use Visual Studio when you have KDevelop? Uh, well, you wouldn't, would you? But of course, if you didn't know about KDevelop, and you should find out. Yeah, exactly. You should find out. So, but of course, Ubuntu Make doesn't do a KDevelop as an IDE option. Um, nor does it do Eclipse and a few other bits and pieces. So, we should fix that. so it didn't live up to the dream. But it did make. But what it did lead me to was it led me to this broader conversation about Kubuntu in general. And my question to the community is: Is what do you guys think? What do you think about these ideas of installable meta packages that would customize? Kubuntu to give you a video editing environment at your fingertips or a software development environment. Is that something that you think you would like? What about what if we did it where you could uh, say I want to do software development and I want to do video editing because that's what I'm into and it installed and configured two, two additional activities. One was a software dev activity, the other one was a, a video editing activity along with the standard desktop activity. Um, as that is that something that uh, the community thinks they would be interested in and that it would be good a good enhancement for the distro so that's what i've been exploring ubuntu make that was my pick um it didn't set me on fire but i thought to myself well, you know i've done a lot of reviews of things that have been really good and uh, sometimes you know you need to you know you need to to cast some shadows so uh, so that was what i had been up to and that's what i discovered that's quite something, Rick. Uh, I didn't see your email until now, so I'll reply with my feedback on the idea over there. I have some uh, visual ideas of how you someone would interact with a tool like this. I didn't know about uh, Ubuntu Make either, so I'll have to look into it. But how I view this is something like Discover, so you would just basically choose video editing and I want video editing and then from there you can add or remove some options you have a default chosen options and then you would add or remove some options and then just install everything for that and that would configure maybe an activity or something uh, that's how I yeah. that's how I see it very very visually interactive yes okay so I'm on the same page that's kind of the vision I had as well um, you know, something like that, that kind of, because I think it would get people excited, you see. I think you would, you'd, you'd invite people to come and look at the distribution, they'd install it, and then it would, you'd get this wonderful, beautiful, really, because Plasma 5 is absolutely beautiful. You'd get this beautiful desktop environment that's familiar to most people who have used Mac or Windows or, or any of those kinds of things. It's, it's comfortable, it, you, it, you feel like you know where everything is. Then the next thing it does is present this to you, this kind of, okay, what would you like to do? Um, how, how would you like to use this machine? And you tick these options, as you say, and then all of a sudden it goes off and it brings all of those things in for you. And I think people would sit back and they would just go, 
wow, that is awesome. Because I know I would. I'd just be thinking, this is incredible. Like I've just gone, I wanted to do video editing. I've ticked a couple of boxes and it's done it all for me. And then it switched me to an activity, told me about activities and said, this is how it works. It'd be ace. Anyway, what do you think, Aaron? I love the concept of the activities. I just end up doing everything on one desktop usually. I love the welcome screen idea, though. I I think it's been brought up before, and I still think it's a good idea how Mint does it. Get everyone hooked into like where they need to go to the file bug reports, where they need to talk to people, where they can reach us, all the important contact information on there. Yeah, and that should also yeah. be findable from system settings. Well, that's not too hard. Not necessarily system settings, but uh, still be f easily findable because you have that as a welcome message when you first install it, and then people can click it, don't show this again, and later they, hey, where do I go to report something? And uh, They might remember to go to the website and they would find it over there, but they might search it for welcome, just open the, the, main, the kickoff and just write in there welcome. And then they would get this welcome application that would show this pop-up again with all the links and some information. It might be useful. So, well, oh, we're going to discuss it uh, more on the mailing list. I know you said you're going to give some feedback there. And I know the development team, the developers, they'd been having some input in this. And as you rightly said, Ovi, this idea does keep coming around. Um, I'm not the first to, to launch it. I know it's been said before and it sounds like that there is some momentum so let us know what you think uh you know out there kubuntu users let us know what you think what would you want uh how would you like us to build and take the distro forward let us know uh, because at the end of the day you are uh you are who we're uh, building the distro for so if you let us know what you want well do you know what we might just build it for you <coughs> let us let us know let us know good stuff ovi love it man <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also people can cucumber know and tomato know as well as lettuce know if they want to <laughs>Cool. So let's pay homage to some of the people, the great people that help us out here in the Kubuntu community. So let's talk about Linode. Where's the t-shirt, Aaron? Oh, yeah. We've got a t-shirt as well as a whole bunch of servers that help us build and make Kubuntu work so that you guys can use it. So uh, Linode's an awesome VPS with super fast SSDs, data connections, and top-notch support. Um, now, Aaron has worked out a sponsorship deal for a server to build packages quicker and get to our users faster. So you can uh, instantly deploy and get a Linode cloud server up and running in seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. SSD storage, 40 gigabyte network backbone, Intel E5 processors. So we want to give a big shout out to Linode and thank you very much for working with us here at the Kubuntu community. You guys are awesome. So uh, guys, do go and check them out. If you get an opportunity, do go and visit the sponsors page on kubuntu.org and you'll see our sponsors listed there. Um, follow the link to Linode um, and, uh, and if you do it that way and go via our sponsors link, you don't even need to tell them that, uh, that we sent you because that link contains the uh, affiliate 
links to let them know that we've sent you over there. There's no financial um, kickback for that, but it does let them know that they're getting traffic as a result of helping us. And at the end of the day, that's what they're after. So do let them know that, uh, that you know, you heard about Linode from us guys here at Kubuntu Podcast. Nice. Good stuff. All right. Bona treaba. <laughs> Cosa buenas. <laughs> All right, let's get back into uh, Kubuntu developer feedback. So uh, I was late to the Kubuntu developer meet, uh, which kicked off before this podcast. So I know that you took the lead on this, Ovi. So uh, what's been going on uh, in the Kubuntu developers so lounge? The developers have told me a few things about what happened lately. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the first thing would be uh, KDE Frameworks. Uh, 5.29 is currently being delayed to be shipped in backports uh, and in uh, Zesty because uh, there are some compiling issues in that only manifest in Launchpad and don't manifest in Debian. So they're still investigating on that issue. There's a Trello card for that. You'll see the link in the show notes. Uh, okay. There has been some issues with uh, the Debian packaging from that have been synced from Debian to Kubuntu for KDevelop and Krita. So you might have, you might see some delays in uh, shipping the next versions uh, of KDevelop and Krita. We'll see and okay. we'll handle this somehow. Uh, next, we are waiting for Qt 5.7.1 to land in Zesty before we can ship a KDE application version greater than 16.04.3. Due to, due to some PIM parts depending on Qt Web Engine, which is a new package coming to the Ubuntu archive along with 571. Uh, also, we are currently seeing if we can do a partial upload with the applications that don't depend on Qt Web Engine, so we can at least ship some newer applications. Uh, regarding Qt Web Engine, that's a new framework, a new yeah, a new framework in the Qt frameworks, uh, which is replacing. Uh, Wait, I'm hoping I'm not mistaking words. I think it's so, a WebKit. I think it's yeah, WebKit. yeah, it's replacing WebKit. I think so. That was one of the things. Yeah, cute. I, I thought that as well. Cute WebKit is replaced by Cute Web Engine. Yeah, uh, they, it's being replaced since uh, 5.6, if I remember correctly. But right now, they've started using it more intensely. And especially in KDE PIM, that was actually one of the problems I've had with compiling KDE PIM on Kubuntu. Uh, some packages that PIM depends on are uh, outdated because there are some compiling issues on Kubuntu, on Launchpad and yeah, some weird things going on. Next, uh, weird to me because I don't know exactly what's happening. Uh, the developers know more details. You. Uh, if you wanted help or have any ideas, please go on Kubuntu Devel and talk with the developers about this. Uh, and the last piece of news is KDE Plasma 5.8.5 is also shipped with an upstream fix, fixing a regression in which the save dialog appears on an open dialog, as an open dialog, fixing the upstream tarball as 586 and 590. 
Okay, I, cool. I'd have to read that again. Uh, okay. So that's it yeah, from, that's... As the, from the Kubuntu developer feedback. Yeah, okay. So that's that's quite cool. And that's quite cool from the devs as well, actually, because um, what we're doing there, they're shipping 5.85, but obviously having the having the save dialogue appear as an open dialogue that's going to be really confusing for users so what it uh, so what they've been able to do is to take the fix for that from 586 and 59 and backport it into 585 when they package it so yeah kudos to the devs awesome job okay thanks for that feedback and thank you for uh, taking the time and arriving early to talk with the uh, the Kubuntu Devel channel um, and find out what they've been up to. And uh, and as ever, we appreciate you guys in Kubuntu Devel. At the end of the day, we wouldn't be here without you. Um, so we know that you're very quiet, but uh, but you do an awesome job, and we think you're fantastic. Okay, let's move into the next section. So back to Aaron because it is game on. Game on. Game on! Yes. Game on! Let's do some playing. So is that your is that your intro? Oh, jeez. Oh, what what jeez? Wensleydale, nice bit of cheddar jeez. Who's Jeeves? <laughs> oh, jeez. So, <laughs> if anyone's known that the Steam sale uh, happened last last two weeks, last week. Yeah, my wallet knows that. Uh -huh. So I picked up um, I picked up one game I picked up two games but I'm gonna just go over Firewalks that I picked up for nine something dollars almost ten dollars basically say ten dollars so okay. I'll switch to the video real quick and do that. What's in this cave down here? NFS tells people not to go too far in there. It's pretty dangerous. You're in it, aren't you? It doesn't seem that dangerous. Whoa, whoa! Ah, no! Henry! Seriously, it's completely fine in here. <sighs> Damn it. That storm knocked out the phone line I used to talk to the service, which means we're cut off. I'll see what I can do. You think you'll take to it? Being out here? The isolation gets to people. I don't talk to the other lookouts as much as I talk to you. Not in the same way. What makes me so special? Two young women have been reported missing. You're probably the last person to have seen them. Hey, you kids! Uh, somebody cut the comms. What? I'm out here and the wire is cut clean through. Wait, you're already there? You're not in your tower? No, I'm not. Then who is? So, the game's about um, an older guy who goes, who's having issues with his wife, and he goes to the national park to work over the summer, being Firewatch, kicker in the name. And it's about it's a mystery game where you you don't really fight or anything. You're just walking around the park, uh, finding things and trying to uncover what's going on in the game. It kind of has like a mystery uh, crime solving element to it. About four or five hours long if you sit straight through it. it. It's actually really fun, and the artworks, the art in it is amazing. The sound, 
and the only person you talk, you can only talk to one person, and that's the head person who's your boss, basically, over a radio. That's it. You don't see anyone, you don't see really anybody else other than that over the course of the game. And you, you can, it's a choice game, so you could choose what to say in almost every situation. And there's certain actions that you do that might do the things differently in the game. Oh, right. So uh, uh, if you make some changes, I guess that affects the continuity of the game. So different things happen if you make different choices. Yeah, it's kind of you make choices on your own about what you're going to say to the per your boss um, and what you're going to do. You can actually type in those messages or no, you have a selection? You have a selection on the radio of what you want to say to the, the your boss, Delilah. And your name's Henry in the game. Uh, okay, so, cool, cool. Aaron, what's the score you give this game? I'm going to give it a four Kaboom, two logos out of five because I think it was a little bit too short for me. And it kind of left me on a cliffhanger, and I didn't really like that. Unless there's going to be a next one, but I don't know yet. Because you finished it too fast? It took me a few days because I didn't sit and play it constantly. But if you set played it constantly, it'd probably be maybe four to five hours to finish it. So is that the game being too, let's say, the storyline being too short, or you being too much of an awesome player? I think it being a little bit short, but I think it was almost perfect. It just left me on a cliffhanger, so I kind of like felt bad about them. Like I want to know what's happened, what happened afterwards, because of the ending. So it's like a book. Yeah, you're like, what happens next with the people in the game? I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks very much, Aaron, for this. Do you want to move on to the last sponsor segment? Yeah, absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. Thanks, Ovi. Yeah, okay. So, um, well, as you know, uh, recently, just a couple of months before Christmas, we got another sponsor. I mean, this was a direct shout-out, actually, from uh, Kubuntu Duval. Uh, the development team uh, needed to get a bigger, better, faster server hosted somewhere up on the cloud where we could implement or re-implement the uh, Kubuntu continuous integration system and uh, really pleased to say that ByteMark stepped forward to help us with that and um, so where uh, they've given us some narrative now Bethan at ByteMark sent us some narrative over and some other bits and pieces I've updated the website and put links to ByteMark on there which um, will let ByteMark know that, uh, you, that you came from Kubuntu, so please do use those links on the sponsor section. Uh, but here's the narrative for ByteMark. So, uh, ByteMark was founded with a simple mission, reliable UK hosting. Co-founders Matthew Block and Peter Taphouse, both engineers by nature, built the business from the ground up. Today, they lead a team of 31 staff who operate ByteMark's own data center in York in the UK, uh, monitor its 10 gigabit national network and deliver 24-7 support to clients of all sizes. Brands who host on ByteMark's network include the Royal College of Art, data.gov.uk, and DVLA auctions, and of course, 
Kubuntu. So uh, drop by their website and you can get started with a free month of cloud hosting. Um, so go over to our website, jump on the sponsors link, get over to ByteMark and uh, you'll be able to sign up there and get a free month's hosting courtesy gratis uh, from them. And uh, once again, thank you so much for giving us a great server that we can now run KCI on. We're very grateful to you guys at ByteMark. Thank you very much. All right. All right. So I believe since it was the holidays right now, since the past month until now, we currently have no listener feedback. And uh, I also, we have some delays with posting the previous shows and posting the edited version. So we're sorry about that. We're still working on it. Aaron is our main video editor and we've had a lot of technical issues in video 18 and show 18. So Aaron is struggling very hard right now to go through all those and cut out all the technical problems we've had. So uh, bear with us. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be there soon. We do it. You are doing an awesome job, Aaron, and we really appreciate you uh, doing that work because um, it is actually hard, very hard work going through these shows, especially when things are not going smoothly because all the technical problems that get introduced with the various things that we know about uh, obviously it makes your job so much harder when you've got to edit those out. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, so no listener feedback, but do get in touch with us and uh, give us your feedback. Let us know um, what uh, you like and what you don't like. Let us what you'd like to let us know what you'd like to see inside of the Kubuntu distribution. Let us know uh, what you'd like to see on the Kubuntu podcast. How can we uh, do more for you guys uh, here in the community to get you involved in what we're doing? Um, so let me just take you through how to get in touch with us. Obviously, the website, drop by kubuntu.org, and you can find out exactly what we're up to. Um, we'd really love you to drop in to IRC. You can catch us in hash kubuntu on irc.freenode.net. Um, our Telegram groups are really act quite active. A lot of us that uh, use that as a preferred channel for communication because we're largely in there all the time as we move from place to place uh, so check out our telegram groups and uh, drop by the chat channel or the website if you want to know more about how to find out exactly where they are um, we've got a telegram channel for news so you don't just have to interact you can stay uh, get in there get on that telegram channel for news if you like like social media so catch us on google plus facebook twitter reddit and linkedin and um, if you want to contact us here at the Kubuntu podcast, then the best way to do that is either via Google, Google Plus, just uh, tag us in, plus Kubuntu podcast, um, or drop by our YouTube channel, let us know what's going on there. Um, or drop by on the website, and you can go to the podcast section, and that'll put you straight in the Kubuntu podcast IRC channel, and you can get hold of me, Ovi, and Aaron there most of the time. Most of the time. I I just saw something that I think is pretty exciting stuff. Go, go, Aaron. What is it? My bolt? You're speaking, you're speaking of, like, editing the show and stuff? Yeah. Someone just posted a screenshot of uh, Kadian Live running on Windows 10. Where? On Google Plus in the Kadian Live official community. Ooh. I've That's really good. They've been working on a port, on a port, but... Awesome. 
They have a pit of it opening up, open anyway. I just thought it was well, pretty was, exciting to share. Yeah, that's really good, especially for Caden, Caden Live, um, because it's a, it's an absolutely awesome video editor, um, and I, I think it, it's just it. It just does not get enough exposure um, with people seeing what it's capable of because you could just do some incredible things in it. Um, it really is as good, I, in my opinion, I think it's as good as, um, you know, some of the commercial stuff that's out there and available. Those guys over at Caden Live have done such a fabulous job on that. So if that gets more users uh, using it on Windows 10, then, you know, then more power to them. That sounds really, really good. So very exciting stuff. Okay, so, um, well, I suppose it's time for our outro section for us to wander off and say goodbye. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I really enjoy doing the Kubuntu podcast show. It is really good fun. It's very challenging, I have to say, with all the difficult, different technical issues that we seem to have been coming across in the last three or four shows. But, uh, but what I really like about it is the fact that it isn't super polished. It isn't highly professional. It is from the heart. Each and every one of us are active members of the Kubuntu community in various different guises, council members, developers, uh, community managers, and so on and so forth. We love the Kubuntu uh, distribution just as much as you guys do in the community. And that's what brings us together in this Kubuntu podcast uh, to do this each month with uh, passion and fun and, and have the crack. And I really, really enjoy that aspect of it um it's it's something that i look forward to each month uh so you can get in touch with me uh, check out my website ricktimmis.com um of course you can find me on launchpad to rick hyphen timmis um and on google plus um and uh all that's uh, all that's left for me to say is good stuff cosa buenas i'll see you all later over to you ov thanks for joining us for another show and Keep the feedback coming so we know what you want to see, what you want to do. See ya. Aaron? Thanks for joining us, guys, despite the difficult difficulties we always seem to be getting. See you in the next one, guys. Biology, vi biological viruses. Limux. Linux. Limux? Uh -huh. Put my teeth back Limux? in. We've Let's find out what uh, <laughs> we're so professional here, aren't we? Hey, um, Kmail de uh, contact developer or no KDE PIM, sorry. Good. How okay. All right. So well, we'll get a bit. Going. Oh, it shows me. Why is it showing me? Okay. So, uh, so parental guidance, folks. This next okay. section may contain. Uh, so that's good. They contain stuff that you don't want your kids to watch. Or worse still, hey kids, this stuff may contain stuff that you don't want your parents to watch. <laughs> okay. Or you don't want your parents to watch you watch it. I, that's exactly <laughs> right, yeah. We're Is taking our disclaimers sound? seriously here. <laughs> well, there's sound. There's sound on YouTube. I don't know why it's not showing video, though. It was working earlier when I was trying it. One moment, more technical problems. I don't know. We're we're covered in gremlins. It's a really good job that the 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 Kubuntu distribution, and that's my fault. And that's my fault. And that's my fault.
Turn off the feed! Turn off the feed!